Hey, what's up, EK and Nation? How are you? Uh, Rob Howden, let me get this right. David Cole. I would say you're on the other side. What's going on? I, just I was face. on that side. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Another edition of Face to Face. Uh, it is Thursday, uh, July the 2nd. We're in the second half of this ridiculously crazy and surreal year. I think we could all agree that uh, everything surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic has uh, kind of shook all of our foundations to a certain extent. Uh Flattened the curve. Some areas now jumping back up a little bit. We're doing a good job up here in Canada. We're getting almost knocked down to nothing. But uh, a lot of areas, of course, uh, throughout the the U.S. back racing. Uh, there's a couple tracks that I'm being told are going to maybe uh, cancel a couple events again because numbers are getting a little bit high. Some of the group numbers are coming down again. David, it's 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 definitely a fluid situation. I kind of hoped it would keep going down, but it's going back up a little bit. Fluid is the key word because you're we're not quite sure what's happening. And obviously different areas have different uh, guidelines. Canada can go to Europe. That's one thing I did notice in the, news that, the yeah. other day. Uh, you can fly into Europe. We can't. Um, so that's good for you. You know, you don't have to be sorry about anything and just go on about your business. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, certain situations are, you know, we're, who knows what, you know, why things are happening again, there's so many different factors into this pandemic. You know, it's, it's very hard to tell. We know one thing to, for sure, always keep social distancing in mind, no matter where you are. I that's think it. that's one of the key yeah. aspects to this pandemic is, is people not taking just basic social distancing guidelines and utilizing them. And that's kind of, you know, certain areas have kind of been, uh, are now a hotbed and certain areas that were aren't. I mean, even like I said, we were talking uh, during our podcast the other day, you know, bars in Grand Rapids were taking advantage of this. And, you know, again, putting so many people in clothes together at one time, it's like, no, you can't do that. That's the whole, that's not the idea of this. It's to social distance. And hey, you know, we're hearing, we're hearing things in Alabama. It's just, it's just craziness that's going on. And, and so thankfully, you know, the, the carding industry for the most part, while, we are having our, our victim of stupidity for the most part, we're, we're social distancing and we're doing a good job at it. You know, we have places like Indiana that have continued to have events. We have New York getting back to racing, you know, yeah. the F series got underway. So it's just, you know, it's, it's different no matter where you are. And it's, I, you know, I get the civil liberties deal, right? Uh, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, you can't make me wear a mask, whatever it may be. The bottom line is if you do wear a mask, you're taking care of yourself, uh, you are respecting others. But if even if you do the social distancing aggressively, if you're not wearing a mask, you're going to limit the issue anyway. So again, it's all about uh, taking care of your family, taking care of your fellow man. So hopefully everything will continue to, to get knocked down a little bit. I know that the hospitalization numbers are coming down, which is great. But for the karting industry itself, we want to make sure that everybody takes care of our sport. So we started our, our support karting program early on. There are still t-shirts available. So if you haven't, there you go. If you haven't uh, picked up a support karting t-shirt, we're going to do a couple more draws here in the next couple of weeks uh, to give away some free swag. So if you get a support karting t-shirt, which supports all of our EKN partners, make sure to take up the challenge. Use the support karting hashtag, tag eCarding News, put it on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'll pick a name out of a hat as we have already done. and Someone's going to win some swag. Uh, hey, let's jump into this one here. We got a, a long, a longtime friend of ours, longtime friend of everything we've done from Shifter Card Illustrated to Supercard Illustrated to eCardingNews.com. He's a Supercard USA Hall of Famer as well, first ballot. Uh, Greg Bell from Leading Edge Motorsports joining us here. Let's uh, bring Greg in at the shop in Lodi, California. Greg, uh, thanks for coming in, man. Wait, great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. 
Uh, well, let's get started. First and foremost, uh, one of the things we do with all our, our face-to-faces is kind of give you an opportunity to talk about who you are. You and I did a, a fantastic book at podcast a little while back where we really dove deep into your history of what you've done and everything. Let's just talk about the, let's talk about the now. What is Leading Edge Motorsports? Where are you? It's a brick and mortar. Just give us an overview of what you guys are. You know, we're a bricks and mortar store. Uh, started it in 1996 or seven uh, to become something greater than a trailer operation um, because I felt it was necessary. And a lot of shops did that throughout the uh, new millennium. Um, I'm one of the guys that kind of hard headed and don't want to go back to what makes the most sense in carting and get back into my trailer and truck only and not worry about the big overhead. But yeah, I hear you. at the end of the day, um, it's comfortable you know we're we're, uh we're doing well even with the COVID deal it's okay and um looking forward to try to get back racing and uh enjoy all of our friends again that's it right because this is a it's a family it's community more than anything uh we talk about uh, the fact that you have your program there almost you're closing on 25 years having this shop which i think is 1996 i think like it's a year away next year will be 25 years that's that's absolutely amazing um Let's, you've had success over the 20 years that I've been doing this deal, you know, with everything I've done, uh, races, championships on the Supercarts USA Promoto Tour through the Stars of Karting days, you won a lot of races. Uh, same with uh, whether it was Scusa or, or Challenge of the Americas, Florida Winter Tour, uh, Super Nationals. You, man, it's, 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 you have to look back on your body of work and be really happy with what you guys have in terms of a resume for Leading Edge. Yeah, you know, um, I always say, you know, you need all three pieces of the puzzle, you know, chassis, driver, and uh, engine. And yeah. we know we know how to deal with all three of those exceptionally well. I mean, we've got a lot of experience doing it. Um, when we have a great driver, you know, there's not a lot of driver coaching involved. When we don't, like we we have a big mini program going right now that we kind of decided to dive back into the into the bottom of it and bring it back up, like we did yeah. with Kyle Lawrenson. Uh, and we kind of start, you know, started off the, you know. Pro cart, I guess, doubleheader at Willow Springs with a bang, you know, um, not having a perfect weekend. But, um, you know, coming back from dead last to lead the first main event by a second with uh, Cypress Andrews and then turning around and, you know, letting him do it again. And then Brody Bedelli was on fire there too, just a little bit too high on tire pressures. Uh, the dad made a mistake, didn't understand what I was trying to ask him. First time we raced together. Yeah. First time the kid ever got in our go-kart was Friday for practice. He bought it. He's like, he's like, we need to get in your program. He bought it. Can't couldn't go to the track, you know, in between time yeah. to take it down. First time he jumped into it. And literally, you know, we just put our standard setup on it and then it changed it all weekend. You know, so it's, it speaks, you know, volume for the product that we're on. Um, you know, our shifter program and, and our and our cadet program is solid. Um, you know, with Calvo, we've done an extremely good job this year with uh, the 100 cc stuff for you know tag. Uh, in in the heat, we're struggling a little bit, and we're having to figure it out. But we will figure something out. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of the way it's been since day one. I mean, we've been lucky enough to have the right drivers behind us, and um, always be on the right motor package, and figure out how to make the entire program work together and be successful. Let's come back a little bit later on in the podcast here and, and talk about kind of the success you've had so far in 2020. Uh, an evolution from you guys, 25 years, as we talked about, almost 25 years, you know, the chassis you were on, uh, people that have just been in the sport for maybe four, five, six years, 
don't remember the days of Track Magic, which was right. the, the icon, the San Francisco built American made chassis, cutting edge kind of deal. They battle against the Burrells, the CRGs, and the Tony Carts in all the promotive tour stuff. You were the essentially the, the the factory team for them. The the I would say works team because there was Work. a factory team and Correct. there was you guys that, that won probably just as many, if not more, races than than the, than the factory team itself. But yeah. then you transitioned from there after the passing of Fausto Vitello. You were into the Intrepid chassis line for a bit, but now you find yourself with Praga and Formula K. Um, based on the success that you had last year at the. Uh, uh, at the Supernats and Rock the Rio, obviously a tremendous material, great product line, and you've uh, you really have a handle on it. Yeah, we've got. Um, I wouldn't say we've gotten lucky. I mean, we, you know, with the with the Fausto Vitello era with Track Magic, I mean, it, you know, it was American made stuff. It was at the beginning of the forefront of shifter cart racing. We were heavily into the shifter cart uh, program. That's what I love to do. I still love to do it, and uh, it's my passion. Um, and it wasn't the easiest, you know, to be successful on, but we were able to make it, you know, between us and, you know, the factory and everybody, you know, we, we racked up a lot of wins in an era that, you know, was just that, I mean, I guess it was really kind of like the interim of the European market coming to America. Um, Tony Carr was still big back then. And, you know, in, in 1996, 97 being, you know, with Bobby Orville and 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 Baron um, being, you know, just a powerhouse shifter cart program with yep. JM, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty cool to be able to have done the things we've done on many different chassis with many different drivers, and uh, you know, never really stops. It just changes, and we we found ourselves extremely lucky. I mean, I think you know the Intrepid days were good while they lasted, and um, you know we had an opportunity to either stay with Intrepid or switch over to the IPK brand, which was Prague at the time when they'd merged. And I didn't see um, the Intrepid model working. It was kind of Rob Peter to pay Paul and, you know, the burials were always waiting for material and we couldn't get material in time. And I just looked at it and I had a meeting with the owner of IPK and, you know, I decided to go that direction because I felt, you know, Really, to be honest with you, I felt most at home with them, like I did with Fausto Vitello, and they weren't always great, com great relationships. I mean, there was always yelling and screaming, and you know, <laughs> and it's the same way now. I mean, we work really hard with the product in order to make it great for America, and we've done a good job doing it. You know, our next project is the is the tag market, and that's what we're working on right now, and and um, successful, super successful at the beginning of the year. A little bit of a you know. Russian roulette situation when we're 125 degree weather in Phoenix and and Willow Springs, but we'll get over it. We'll we'll figure out what we need to do to make it to make it great. Well, you talked about the fact you're focusing now on the tag program, which is I guess I guess you could you could say because you kind of checked the box on gearbox carding, right? <laughs> I think I've got enough of it done to where I'm not really proving myself anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You win the KZ class at Supernatch. You win the Rock Shifter class at the Rock the Rio. That's that's a pretty good way to cap off 2019. Yeah, and you know, Danny Formel's, you know, a stud. I mean, he's he's an amazing talent. He works super, super hard when he's out of the go-kart, doesn't get a lot of seat time, but he's you know, he's always training, making it, you know, better, better, better. So, you know, not to say anything against the program he is on now. I mean, I, I wish him luck and everything. We, you know, great friends, we're like family. Um, but it kind of proves, you know, how he unloaded at the beginning of the year that the program he was on last year was probably just a little bit better. Um, because we work hard at it. And that's just the bottom line, if you want to win, it, it you know takes three things, a lot of money, great talent, and horsepower. 
That's just the way it is. You know, and, and listen, Greg, when you talk about uh, uh, talent, because I, I always think that uh, within a team, especially one as large as yours with, with drivers at different levels, whether it's in the shifter class, tag senior, all the way down, to, as you said, you're, you're getting back to, to where you need to be in the micro and mini category where you have some kids that come in as raw talent, and then you're able to take them for five years, you know, six or seven or more years and take them into senior racing. Right. You have to have, you want to have that one guy that, that kind of leads the way. Right. And you, when you won the ski team of the year, it's the same thing. You had a guy that was kind of leading the way for you. Right. Uh, and the same thing, you know, you had uh, at one point you had, you know, you grabbed Trevor McAllister early on. You guys won a lot of races yeah. uh, in 2000 in 99 there um, or in 2000 rather. But uh, now you've got Oliver Calvo. And this guy, obviously, an unbelievably raw talent, uh, very good. We've watched him win races over the past, but the the start of the season you guys had before the pre before the COVID nineteen deal with uh, with the challenge of the Americas races, you guys came in there and really you know laid a beating on people. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was good. I mean, I you know, I uh, I was lucky enough to get a phone call from one of my customers saying he's available, and you know, I'm 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 not. And never have been, and never will be, the guy that goes and poaches a driver from another team or shop that works hard and knows there's support going on there. Because I, I respect that. Not all sheep shops and teams are that way, and it's unfortunate. But um, you know, the ones that are seem to stay in the industry for a long period of time, and the ones that haven't been don't seem to be here anymore. So I kind of, you know, I'm proud of that. You know that we don't we don't go ruffle feathers on other teams and owners. You know, to, to create a black eye on our own program. Yeah. Yep. And um, so I got the call, and I'm like, man, let's you know, let's see, because the kid's winning a lot of stuff, and I've watched him since he's in cadets, but he's always been with you know another team. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I Facebooked him. I'm like, hey, you know, would you like to have a meeting? Let's uh, if you want to talk, let's talk. And his dad came by the shop, and we had a great meeting, and. Um, then Oliver came by and, you know, super quiet kid, but, you know, you know what his potential in the go-kart is. And uh, I think that together I'll be able to give him um, probably, you know, voice in the industry to where he understands how to talk and be, you know, you, you know, Rob and I, Rob and I have been through a lot of racers and a lot of kids before. I remember Brett Falcons first time we ever yeah. <laughs> yeah super talented kid can you know come from the back to the front whenever in jicka and we got on the mic i think we're in new jersey motorsports park when he you know, did really well and i mean it was like talking to a rock <laughs> what do i do with my hands <laughs> scared to death and i'm just like going okay well this is a hole in this program because nobody's going to want him this way yeah. you know you got to be able to talk and and oliver's quiet but you know loud at the same time i mean we pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. In Las Vegas this past November, at the Rock the Real finale and the Scusa Super Nationals, Formula K reigned supreme. Daniel Formal drove his leading-edge motorsports Formula K Evo 3 to wins in the biggest races of the year, proving the outright speed of the Formula K brand. And you can make Formula K your cart in 2020 by contacting your local dealer today. Atlanta Motorsports Park is the importer and distributor of the Formula K line, as well as the race-winning Praga chassis, and you can connect with your dealer through the AMP website. The new 2020 Formula K Monster Evo 3 is ready to ride and win, complete 
IP Carding's new STRV brake system. Follow in the footsteps of Formal and steer your own Formula K to victory lane. If a Praga is more your style, the Dragon Evo 2 is the perfect choice for single-speed competition. Bolt on your IAMI X30, Vortex Rock, or Rotax Max, and go out and win. Atlanta Motorsports Park has both Formula K and Praga chassis in stock to support new dealers, and they have previous year models in their inventory available for racers who are looking to get a winning chassis at a discount. Head to atlantamotorsportspark.com slash karting to learn more about Formula K, Praga, and AMP's karting program. The Briggs & Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs & Stratton's history in motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs & Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level and track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs & Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs 206 engine is power-tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of the race day. To learn more about the 206 engine and to find a North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? The 2020 season is like no other, and amidst all the chaos and rescheduling, Supercarts USA is set to bring the karting community an unforgettable event. With the forced cancellation of the Winter Nationals and the Summer Nationals, the 2020 Scusa Pro Tour will be completed in a double weekend summer festival format at Newcastle Motorsports Park in August. The first three rounds of the Scusa Pro Tour will take place on August 7 to 9, and the rounds 4, 5, and 6 will be held the following weekend on August the 14th to 16th, all at the Newcastle, Indiana facility. Each weekend features a different track layout and special events are being scheduled between the weekends for those camping and staying in the area. Registration is open for both weekends of the Scusa Pro Tour Festival, and a full event schedule will be available on SupercartsUSA.com. Also coming down the pipe will be the opening of the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 24 registration. Competitors need to mark down July 1st as the opening day to submit your bid to compete on Super Sunday in Las Vegas. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Yeah, yeah agreed, agreed. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up, which I think is interesting, is you know we, you look back at a lot of the races, the big races you've done, right? You, winning those races with, with Trevor McAllister was, I think, late teens, early twenties at that point, probably. I think he was was he twenty at that point. 22 or 23. Yeah, so like early 20s. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then you know, the other guys that you've had kind of work with, the, the, the Michael McDowells that were with you at one time. A lot oh, of the guys yeah. older dudes now, Danny oh, Formal, yeah. right? Yeah. Ronnie Wood, exactly. And now you find yourself in a place that leading edge motorsports isn't just about winning races at the top level. You guys are a driver development program. 
And here you here, listen. You, you were the kind of guy that had to you had to deal with Ron White. You had to yeah. deal with Bobby Wilson. You had to deal with Trevor McAllister. Bob Wilson. Bobby and, and I. Bob, were great. Bob, Bobby was fine. <laughs> Bob, you're right. You're right. Um, but dude, now now I, I come into your tent and I watch you working with these kids in micro and mini, and I just it fills my heart because like, this is the coolest thing. You're maybe because you're a little older in your world. We talked about the fact that you and I were both super young when we first started this deal, and now we're of course a lot older than we thought. But then, but you're working with these young kids right now. Talk about how how fulfilling that is. Pretty cool. I mean, you know, there's nothing better to watch a father. Well, I'll take you through the last one. I mean, with Cypress Andrews and Brody Bidelli. I mean, super competitive kids don't like to be, you know, struggling. And uh, Cypress, I've worked with, you know, through a bit of racing, you know, through the challenge and whatnot. And um, and Brody was the first time. And two totally uh, impressionable kids. You know, Cypress very quiet and listens and you know communicates and then brody's very uh a very uh, energetic wants to be in the middle of every conversation and explain you know what what's going on and and uh you know so i you know and they're and they're and they're best friends you know so they're fathers and everything it was, it's kind of cool to watch and so you know i'm sitting there and i'm and i'm watching brody and he's you know he's a strong personality where he really comes to the forefront of you know almost every every you know he's in the middle of everything right and uh and then cypress who is really kind of a quiet kid but he him and i have a great relationship because we you know had four or five races under our belts together and um i mean you know cypress is sp spins the go-kart off in practice spins it in qualifying and i'm just like going i mean and his dad's like and we just launched the mega power program. We'll talk and about that. We'll talk about that in a bit too. Right. And, and so, you know, obviously me, you know, I, I've always tried to steer away from building engines because I can focus on chassis and driver and data and not have to be the bad guy with the engine, you know, cause that's the first thing everybody points to when you're trying to do it, a management program and development program. It's really hard, you know, to tell a father, like it's not the engine. Yeah. I'll and, bring, I'll bring my, I'll bring my lineup on that in a second, but keep going. Yeah. So, so, you know, we we're, we're in the first heat race, first lap, um, Cypress spins it, um, you know, coming back to finish the first lap. And, and I'm just like, what's going on here? I mean, the kid never puts a wheel off. I mean, so precise. Right. And the dad's runs over and he's like, you know, Greg, this power is just down. He's having to overdrive it. And I'm just like, Oh no, maybe he's right. You know I mean? I'm not what I'm seeing in my eyes and, you know, but so then I'm, I immediately switch from, you know, kind of watching and, and like, let's analyze the power real quick. And I flip over on the timing program. And I, I, you know, I always watch races, not in position, but in time and holy shit, the third lap when Cypress is, you know, coming from behind, nobody to follow, no draft, no nothing. He's going purple every lap. Purple, 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 and I screenshotted it. And I sent it to the dad. I'm like, not thinking we have a power issue. Let's let's figure this out. Yeah. And uh, so came back to the trailer, and you know, I had Sorensen that was struggling a little bit under the tent that weekend, and and then you know the cat drivers, and then we were struggling with Calvo, just missing a little bit, and you know, there's a new tire, new new fuel, and everything on the Scusa program, and we had never been on it, so. I went into the trailer. I'm looking at the data 
And I told Cypress and his dad, I'm like, hey, just shut the door and lock it. I said, we're going to have a conversation. And I looked at Cypress and I'm like, dude, what's wrong? And he's like, you know, I don't know, Greg. I'm like, well, you're running some of the fastest lap times or the fastest lap times, but you're spinning out. What I mean, are you trying to prove to me that you're worthy of my attention? And he looks at me and he's like, no. I'm like, wrong answer. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean it's the wrong answer? I'm like, you don't make mistakes. Do you think that you have to be number one in order for Brody and you to work together? I mean, I have two great talents in, in the micro deal and I know you better than I know Brody. So I'm gonna have a conversation real quick. And I just laid it, laid it on the line. And that's one thing that I, you know, I lose some customers because I'm so honest. I mean, I, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't sugarcoat crap and it's just the way it is. And all my parents know that I mean the best. So it's really cool because they let me talk to the kids and I'm not cussing and screaming or anything, but I have serious conversations with them. And, Cypress looks at me. I'm like, dude, you, you know, you can come from the back to the front with those times and win it. No problem. But you have to get your shit together and put your, you put your race face on. And he looks at me and his dad looks at me and he goes, you think so? Greg? I'm like, we're fine. I mean, Brody's fine. We're all, you know, we work good. And you just need to believe in yourself and do your job. That's part of it. And the kid goes from whatever there was there, 12 or 13 kids or whatever. He wins it by a second. He had three seconds on the field on Sunday. Dominant weekend for the kid. Uh, Brody reverse, reversed the deal. Brody starts last on Sunday because he made a mistake. Um, and he was about a three-quarters of a pound too high on tire pressure, and he, and he just stagnated, you know, five laps to go, and he couldn't yeah. go any further forward. But he would have been second or first. I think he could have caught Cypress maybe. And um, – the way it is. I mean, it's a solid program. You know, the dads come back to me afterwards. It's like, you know, I just can't because they came off of Burrell, you know, so they both came off of Burrell Art in 19 and uh, Brody was on the Burrell at the beginning of this year and then drove, you know, in one of our test days up in Reading, which is really the only track we can get to. And they were up there and he jumped into the uh, Formula K and then he also jumped into, you know, the GFC and, um, because they were looking and I'm like, just take it for a drive and see, you know, you're about the same size. And, uh, he comes back and doesn't say anything to me or his dad. And, you know, driving home, I get a call from Steve and he's like, you know, he goes, um, I think it's time. I'm like, well, I know you're talking to Gary too. You know, just let me know what you want to do. And he goes, well, he goes, he drove both of them and he goes, yours is, you know, yours is just easier, better than right. You know what the GFC is right now. And, um, I think he wants to go your direction. I'm like, well, I'm ready when you are. There's stuff in the shop, no problem. And it, and it worked out. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like you have to, I mean, the biggest thing there is like the chassis. We, I mean, we may move it five millimeters in or out in the rear and two and a half millimeters in or out in the front. That's that's from no grip to high grip. That's, you know, this is the way it works. And it's been really, really good. Um, so, yeah, we were happy with it, you know. You know, when it, when it comes down, uh, Greg, to your program, it's it's when you get the kids at that at that age, right, in the micro mini category, they're so moldable, they're so pliable because yeah. it's not they're not filled with their own overconfidence or whatever it may be that or, or another system that they've got drilled into their head. Really, you're able to grab them and, and get them in, into the right direction the, the way you want them to go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you know, there's kids that just don't 
mold and there's kids that do and i'm really lucky that i have you know four kids you know two in mini two in micro right now that listen and really have a passion to try to be better and uh pretty cool that's awesome now yeah. let's let's come in for others too you know i mean it's not like we only have four kids and that's it i mean you know i just uh yeah, I, I again, I don't, I don't poach. So if anybody out there is interested in making a different right. mini program, give me a call because I'm not, you know, even though you may be the best thing since sliced butter, I won't call you. Yeah, I mean, it's just my, it's, it's just my respect for others, you know. Uh, so let's talk. You talk a little bit about the fact of getting into the engine building side of it because back in the, you know, back in the day of the Promoto Tour, you were building a pretty rock and roll. Uh, 80cc engine back then in the day I remember some 125s. Now yep. I will I will bring this thing up, and this is where I, I I understand what you're talking about when it talks. It's not conflict of interest, but it's being on both sides of it. Because at any time you're let's look at the pro guys, driver always says the cart's got no power. Correct. The engine builder always says that the guy who's tuning it's lugging lugging the chassis down, it's lugging the engine down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. And the, and the tuner says that the driver yeah, isn't driving the cart the way he should based on the way that the chassis set up. That's not it. <laughs> That's a vicious circle. Now, so you're back in the engine game, which I think is great for you. We, you and I have talked about this many times. I wonder why you hadn't yet. Talk about the new program, Mega Power. You're you're getting back to building engines, dude. You, you have the talent to do it, right? And as a as a shop owner, I'm surprised that you haven't gone and done it. But now you are Mega Engines. I like that. So, I've I've done it. You know, I mean, George Russell when he came over here to run you know, junior, uh, my 9 or junior tag or whatever, he was on our power, you know, and just a phenomenal talent. And he took it to the front and, you know, we've done a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of tag building. We were heavily into it, you know, through the shop. Um, you know, the landscape's changed. I mean, it's, it's just, um, I've had really good relationships with great engine builders throughout the years. And, you know, it's, my program at Leading Edge Motorsports, I mean, we have the ability to build your engine stuff. And a good example, you know, with Brody, um, he was on P1 at uh, Willow Springs. And obviously he saw what Cypress did. And it's like, you know, like you say, it's always engine, engine, engine. You know, and, and but looking at the data, you know, the P1 stuff was good too. It wasn't like it was better or whatever. But what happens is, is um, in my opinion, when you have your in-house engine program or you manage an external program, you have a better chance of overall success. So when we won the championship with uh, Arius Duke Majin in 2018 and in, in, in junior X30 junior, uh, we, you know, predominantly we used, we used Wulcher. And um, the cool thing with Daniel was, is, you know, he gave us engines. I took the carburetors and set them up the way I wanted to set them. And he was okay with it. He knows what I was doing, but he wasn't like, Greg, that's wrong. He let me do what I wanted to do. And it created a difference and uh, a little, just a, and we had good stuff already to start with. So as long as the platform's good, when you go into it and you can tune it, it's great. The whole deal on the mega, mega power deal was, is, um, you know, this industry is getting harder and harder and harder to make money. And um, if you're not, into every sector of it and profitable in every sector, especially the bricks and mortar store, it's very difficult to survive anymore. Um, and I started looking at, you know, what we spent in rentals and everything else. And I'm like, 
man, it's not, it's not rocket science what we do. Um, yes, there's some critical components to putting these stock engines back together that make a huge difference. You know, one of them toning um, technology, you know, how you hone the cylinder, what you do with the cylinder before you hone it is huge. Um, you know, crank trueness is the heart of the engine, uh, free freeing up the whole program. Um, and I get cranks, you know, from customers out of customer engine stuff from many builders. And it always shocks me how, in my opinion, off when I check the crank. And um, it's just, you know, just the way they do it, you know, that they're to them, that's a good number. And I'm not criticizing it. It's not Wolter. He's always, he's always like me. We've always been pretty parallel as far as our thought process goes throughout the years. And uh, I, it just shocks me. I mean, it's just... It's we pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstance has over 30 continuous years of experience. Brick cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstance.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstance.com. It was the biggest Briggs & Stratton 206 race of 2019, and you're not going to want to miss the 2020 edition. The third running of the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals welcomed over 280 entries spread over eight Briggs 206 categories for all ages, and this year's finale will surely top 300 entries from the U.S., Canada, and beyond. Be part of history with the Cup Carts North American Grand Nationals 4 are held on October 2nd, 3rd, and 4th at the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Indiana. Another record-breaking entry total is expected with drivers from all over North America set to take part in this year's event. From club competitors to international stars, the fields in each class will be stacked with talent. Gear up for this year's Grand Nationals by following the Champions Cup program from Cup Carts North America. The regional traveling series visits grassroots facilities throughout the Great Lakes and Midwest area. Visit cupcarts.com for more about the Champions Cup program and updates regarding the Grand Nationals 4. Be part of something special. Be part of the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. From coast to coast, IAMI has become the two-cycle engine of choice for American karting. The air-cooled 60cc Swift engine for micro and mini drivers provides the foundation for future lifelong IAMI drivers. The incredible IAMI X30 power plant for junior, senior, masters, 
has provided stability in our sport since 2014, and it remains one of the most dependable packages today. In between is the KA100, perfect for club programs, and it's quickly becoming the most competitive division at the national level. IAMI is the spec two-cycle power plant for the Scusa Winter Series and Pro Tour, as well as the Pro Car Challenge, Los Angeles Karting Championship, KPX Karting Championships, and the International Kart Federation sanctioned programs throughout the western half of the U.S. Based in Temecula, California, IAMI USA West is the official distribution center and provides dealers and customers with fast and friendly service for all your IAMI products. For more information, head to IAMIUSAWest.com. IAMI, the heart of kart. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Is this a program you, 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 is going to be just for the team, or are you going? Are you opening it up to anybody? No, that's that's why I did the Mega Power deal. Um, it's for everybody, and um, you know, and you know, I look at some of the you know great engine builders in the industry. You know, Doug Fleming, and you know. He's 65, 70 years old, and he still can do what he loves to do. Um, at you know, 50, I call myself 52, my date says 54. I mean, I you know, whatever. Um, but, I'm to, but I'm starting to think about the future, and it's like, you know, it's hard to run a race team, it's really, really hard. That, makes, that makes total sense. I, and, I just take you know, without staffing it, so you know, it, it's kind of the you know, you look at successful race teams and. You know, Ralston, you know, I respect the hell out of him because he's got such a big operation and a big expense and a big investment. And, but, I was, you know, we were in Phoenix at uh, the night race for Rock, and I'm watching his program operate. And, you know, he brings all of the mechanics or at least the majority of the mechanics in a day or two early, right? So there's a day of setup, then there's a day of prep. And then we go racing. And then all those mechanics again, let's just say it's 10. Let's say maybe 10 or 12 mechanics. Well, you know, if they're all making three to $500 a day, that's between three and $5,000 to set your tent up. And that's between three and $5,000 to take your tent down, you know, and he, but you know, he's lucky enough for the mechanics come in, they get paid by the, the driver to do that. And, and I think that that's pretty awesome the way he's got it working. When you have a smaller team and you're more, like I call myself more of a boutique team so I can really focus more on the development of the driver and whatnot. I have to do the hustling, you know, and, you know, you know, Calvo comes in and helps me do the hustling and then maybe one mechanic and, and uh, you know, when we're loading up at the end of the day at hundred degrees, I'm busting ass and yeah. I feel it. I hate leaving races because I'm good at the races, but then I load up and I get the trailer ready to get on the road the next morning. I'm like, I don't want to drive. I just want to lay in bed. <laughs> but that's the way it is. And, you know, I, uh, I see the future kind of being less, um, I don't want to say less involved in the race team, but I think the engine program will kind of carry me through the older years. I was going to say mega power is going to be your next chapter. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's adding to the chapter I'm building now. Um, yeah. I'm excited. You know, we've done, we've done some stuff for a few different people now. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Wash's rock shifter program is all my stuff. You know, Danny's stuff was all my stuff last year. Just wasn't named. It was just, you know, me. And, um, and now, you know, it's kind of cool because, you know, we're going to go 
to Indy for three weekends. And Mike's, you know, gave us open reign to go race, you know, super, super masters, I guess, you know, 45 and over deal with him. And he's like, what do you think? I'm like, well, I mean, if it was, if I had my druthers, I'd go buy TM engines and get to the bottom of it and use TM instead of the 175, just because it works better on our chassis. It's not as much, you know, is it that they're pretty close in performance. If you look at it from Supernet standpoint, um, from the pros to the, you know, guys that were fast in the 175, but it takes a different chassis to run the 175. And I just don't want to go develop a complete new program to be successful in SKU's or shifter program anymore. And now that Tom's opened it up to, you know, run KZ stuff, I'm like, let's go do it. Yeah. And um, that's going to be an exciting chapter because we're back to really, you know, the pro pro level racing again, you know? So, so let's talk about 2020. Or Dave, you had another question, did you not? Still, I was I just kind of wanted to hit a little bit because you were talking about factories and working with factories a little bit because you had track magic early on in the days, yeah. and that was kind of just next down the road a little bit, where now you're working obviously with the factories in Italy. Is you kind of were joking around that it, sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating working with either or. Yeah. Um, do you do you, do you still find it easy to to work with the factories in Italy compared to what it was with track magic where Hey, you want something changed? You could just go down the road and reweld it. Yeah, so I'm lucky. I mean, I'm one of probably very few teams in America that have an open relationship with the factory. Um, if I email you know the engineer and 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 Peter, the tech, the owner, and say, hey, you know, this is what I need. This is what I think will do it. I want your input. Let me, you know, how do you think we can achieve this? And they'll whip something up for me and send it out. So, you know, and it's not not really on my dime on the on the development stuff. I get a you know certain certain leeway to do that. I mean, it's not all the time that we nail it pretty much first time. Um, and that's what it was. So like when I was working with Gary, that's what got me into the Formula Case side of things. And uh, you know, we had we had a really good year. We probably could have won the championship and we just had, you know, a couple of you know, bad luck situations or you know, we came over to scale at Sonoma, you know, a quarter of a pound light, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, mechanic tells me, he's like, well, Gary, have me take a half a gallon out before we started the main event. I'm like, fucking him and Jordy Borat both are like, we need to be on the weight. I'm like, it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta respect them because, you know, they, they, they've gotten where they're at by, you know, working every angle they can. And, and I respect that. So, um, so going into Supernats, and this is really when the relationship blossomed between myself and the and 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 Formula K and and IPK is that going into Supernats, you know, talking to Gary, and um, you know, at that point he wasn't looking at doing his own chassis line; he was, you know, still a factory pilot. And I said, "Man, you know, I mean, just with what we need to achieve, I would think that we could make changes for America, and it'd be better." And Gary's like, "You know, Greg," he goes, "I would agree with you." But for some reason, they don't. Because I could talk until I'm blue in the face. We go out and we test at the beginning of the year. We find stuff throughout the year. And it's like that we go to the next year and we're on the same stuff we started with the beginning of the previous year. I'm like, why is that? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, but that's just the way it works over there. So an interesting. So I formulated an email and um, had, you know, Cash Ben Belly, uh, Cesar Gabaldi, and, 
and Peter Patek in, in, in it. And I'm like, hey, look, I mean, this is what we're struggling with. This is what we think will make it better. Um, this is what we'd like to try. And I went out on a whim because, you know, I felt I, I have I have a huge respect for Gary in his, you know, wisdom, right? And we were bouncing things back and forth. And and I'm just like, well, you know, can't hurt to ask. I mean, if we don't ask, we'll never get it. And that's what I try to explain to all my, you know, students, I would say, is uh, and, my, and my family, my kids when they're growing up, I'm like, Look, if you can't ask a question, you're never going to get the answer. And if you don't ask for something, you'll never get it. So all you can get is no, big deal, right? So typed up the deal, pretty you know, uh, precise about what we wanted to do. In a day, I got a phone call from Peter. He goes, hey, he goes, I saw that. He goes, so what's the situation? I'm like, well, this is what we think we need in order to be able to dominate at on American with this tire. And you know, Gary's pretty adamant that you won't do anything. And he's like, well, I mean, do you really think this is going to work? I'm like, it, it can't be worse. I mean, I think that I think it's the right direction. We may have to do more to it, but, you know, I think this is the right direction. So we we had all those built for Supernats 2018. That's what we were on. And, you know, our, our speed spoke volumes. We were wicked fast. Um, Gary had an engine uh, issue. We, we uh, um, broke a shift rod or something like that. I don't know what it was, but, you know, so we had to start in the back. We still finished third, you know. Yep. Um, was going to win it with our other driver, and the mechanic didn't tighten up a cassette bolt, ran into the sprocket, derailed the chain, one lap to go. Ouch. But we were right on Musgrave, and we were, we, were just, we were just sitting there waiting for the opportunity or the time you know, not, not to waste a tire. And, uh, and then we got second in KZ and I think Gary would have won KZ. Um, but you know, we just didn't get the tune right on, on the, on the deal. So whatever. I mean, but the chassis was like, Whoa, that was a huge step in this direction. Yeah. So then we came out with that in 2019 and, uh, worked a little bit with, you know, Mike wash. And he's like, this is way better. Um, still a little free on entry. So we did a material change on it. And that's what we're on today. And um, the stuff we have coming in now is identical to what we ran in 2019 with some 2020 for gouache with some 2020 um, upgrades to create a little bit more in the direction that we've been working. Mm -hmm. And pretty, I mean, it's just a pretty awesome relationship to, to have the ability to um, get what you need. I mean, I can guarantee you if I was a Tony Kart, that's not happening. Yeah, that. and that's and that's the connection too. And this, here's a question. Let's bring this question up. Brian McCaddy actually asked this question. He said, "Dave and I are going back and forth on it." Uh, what is your opinion of all these new chassis that are being built as private label type carts? There's a bunch of different that are out there now that guys are doing themselves private labeling from chassis they're getting from from Europe. Well, I, I think that you know, I think that if you look at it strictly from you know a business perspective. You know, I think for Gary, you know, he's trying to build something that he had passion for. And um, and I think he's helped Timmy Cart tremendously get their program where it is today yeah. because that's the factory he uses. Um, but I think ultimately, you know, you, if you don't have a great relationship and you don't have security, 
like one thing I always say is like, you know, don't stab me in the back. Don't do something that is going to hurt my business because, you know, that hurts my business and we're working very hard to produce a better product for, you know, your business. And, and I think that that's what's happening is that, you know, if you look at all the new, if you magic, the GFC, um, there's probably a couple others out there that are kind of hitting the, hitting the market. Yep. They, they're in my, and, and I think I might be wrong on this, but they're being built by the company that they came off of. Right. And couldn't deal with the importer. Which, well, that's a, that's a potential for at least one of them. Okay. And then Gary's deal was, is, you know, he kind of got burnt in his opinion by formula K and of course he wasn't going to use formula K to launch his brand, even though he had a huge relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate, you know, because Gary's an asset. In well, there's, there's something to be said for what, what these guys are doing to a certain extent. Now you've done it over 25 years with leading edge motorsports. People, people know the logo and people know Greg Bell. What these guys essentially are doing is focusing more on their own branding. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah that, that's, that's something that Foster taught me back early in the day. You know, one of the first meetings we had after selling 120 go-karts, I'm in the office and he's chewing my ass for writing his coattails. I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck's going on here? Right? <laughs> then it dawned on me the next day I called him. I'm like, you want me to brand my own company? He goes, yeah, dude. He goes, you know, I'll always be here. I'm spending thousands of dollars a month losing money to be an American manufacturer. <laughs> Because you, you know, if something happens to me, you need to be you. Yeah. And I think that a lot of, you know, if you look at RPG and everybody is doing their deal, you know, they're branding themselves. And I think that that's really good. I think with the, you know, with the um, brands that are doing their own name, label, I guess you want to say. Um, you know, I've been in a long time and I can tell you almost 110% for sure that the companies that you see private labeling right now won't be around in 10 years. They won't. Yeah, again, that's, if and you look at the history of the yeah. No, no, you just, the reason is, and it's not because I don't have respect for them. I think it's awesome that they're doing what they want to do. But it gets really, really difficult to house the inventory, market the inventory, and have to pay to race the inventory. I mean, like, you know, it cost me a hundred grand last year to race Danny and R.S. Duke Maiden. Yeah. It's a lot of money when you look at the, you know, what you profited. Um, and, you know, I always do it. I mean, you know, my head gets stuck up my ass and I have a passion to go win races instead of looking at the bottom line and where we're losing money and making money. I know we always lose money when we win races. You have to. It's not, you know, it's not a. It's very hard when you spend six to seven thousand dollars racing at Danny Formel over the weekend to build that into what you're making traveling to that event. Mm. Okay, it's almost impossible. Yeah, but you hope that winning, which you know, let's talk about the brand, you know single branded stuff. I mean, you really either have to create a, an, an enormous difference in how you do things, and that's why people are coming onto your brand because you're that good or you have to be winning races like crazy and that leads people to your brand and and you know one of them doesn't cost you anything to do the other one costs an amazing amount of money to develop market and race yeah and, and indeed if you look at somebody like gary carlton gfc that's his brand that's his program you know it's yeah. he's got the chassis he's designed 
but it's all about being with Gary and being with Gary's team as well, right? That's the overall brand of his team. He does a good job at it. And he deserves it. He's, he's a legend in our sport for sure. Yeah, he is. I mean, and he, and he, you know, if you watch him and he works his ass off just like me, I mean, it's not like he's out there, you know, wearing a white shirt, and not getting dirty. I mean, he, he, he busts his ass. And that's and he's in the too. Yeah, that's good. All the that's teams true. their ass. Don't get me wrong. All the yeah. teams their ass when they're at the national level. I mean, it's not a, it's not a walk in the park. I mean, we work really, really hard, long hours to achieve what we achieve. And that's just part of the game. You know, it doesn't matter if you're a NASCAR, IndyCar, or Formula One. It takes a lot of hours. We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. At Solo Kart USA, designing and manufacturing the most driver-friendly carts has been our goal from the very beginning. Design, build, test, and then race over and over and over until it's perfect. The result is a cart that gives you complete confidence, knowing that the equipment can get the job done and you can focus on what separates every field in karting, driver talent. How do you know how to tune your team's chassis if you're not driving it yourself? At Solo Kart USA, we drive our own carts and we race regularly. Solo Kart is our program and we race what we sell. Every lap we turn, at tracks all over the country, provides information and feedback that we use in further developing our chassis. After four years of dedicated testing and competition, our Solo Kart USA program is exactly where we want it. It's ready for you. Louis Westover put our Solo Kart SK2 on the X30 Senior Podium at the opening round of the Superkart USA Winter Series in January, topping 50 other drivers. And our own Adam Pettit followed suit with a second-place finish in X30 Master. Check out www.solocartusa.com to learn more and break away from the pack. Trader Evans, Haddock, Pruitt, McMurray. Karting legends are created here at the Quincy Grand Prix. This is Randy Kugler, the voice of this iconic event. This year's Quincy Grand Prix was set for June, but the COVID-19 pandemic forced us to reschedule the race to October 10th and 11th. On that gorgeous fall weekend, for the 33rd time since 1970, competition carts will once again rip around the spectacular and beautiful 1.2-mile circuit set out inside the South Park of Quincy, Illinois. The 2020 edition of the Quincy Grand Prix marks the 50th anniversary of the first time carters raced around this historic venue. To celebrate the event, a $10,000 cash purse has been established for the four pro classes competing on the weekend. A total of 11 categories will be competing for the unique trophy given to all race winners, the Gussie, designed and named after the original race founder, Gus Trader. Registration is now open, so don't wait and enter now at QuincyGrandPrix.com and become legendary. We'll see you at the park. Powered by technology, DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. 
DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Let's cap this thing off, uh, Greg. What's uh, what do you got going for the next half of this year for 2020? What what are you guys focusing on? Well, you know, we had um, you know Sonoma with the rock rock stuff in Sonoma, and then we were doing all the KPX stuff. Uh, but you know, both of them until about seven days ago were still on hold, and um, you know, and I can't plan a year on hold. So mm-hmm. what I did, you know, in California, California is pretty volatile right now. I think that. You know, I'm, I'm praying it doesn't because uh, we have, you know, six or seven people going to um, Santa Maria for the, you know, the next round of the Pro Car Challenge. Yeah. But, you know, our governor just shut down all restaurants and bars and, you know, I don't know, and half a dozen other things lists in, in 19 counties yesterday. Yeah. And um, I called Patty last night and I'm like, you know, what's going on? It's like, so far, so good. We're good. It's a different deal. We're not in one of those sectors. I'm like, yeah. cool. But five days may be different. I mean, you know, we're, you know, I I saw you guys talking about this COVID deal at the beginning. So our deal was to run, you know, Sonoma uh, and then um, I, uh, Pete, whatever the heck it is. PKC and California. No, KPX. KPX, yeah. And so, you know, I got a call yesterday morning from Chris Ross and he goes, great, we have to cancel KPX. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and it, so KPX is canceled right now because Reno only, you know, per their mandate, can only have 50 people at the racetrack. So and then he goes, we haven't gotten a for sure out of Stockton yet, which was the next stop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like going, so we're canceling. He goes, we have to. There's just no way to make it work. I'm like, okay. So that's out of the game. So now cross, you know, five races off of that deal. Yep. Yep. Um, Rocket Sonoma's having a race this weekend, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I, I have a family too, and racing isn't, you know, more important to my family, even though I'm, I, I devote a lot of time to it. Yeah. So we're not going to that. And all my guys are like, yeah, we're getting ready to leave. So we're going to do both rounds. Uh, we were going to go to North Carolina and do that. And it just financially, we couldn't make the budget work on that. Mm-hmm. Um, more people are interested in doing, you know, running for a national championship at uh, Indiana. Yeah. So we'll do those six rounds with, um, I think we, you know, first kind of an odd deal. We had first weekend, we have, I think like nine drivers under the tent and the second weekend we have three. So, you know, we can't do both weekends, but you know, it's a combined price. So it's like, Hey, if you want to stay and do the second weekend, you already paid for it. I mean, it's here. <laughs> um, but that's what we're doing. And, 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 and honestly, I don't know. I'm praying that, you know, Vegas happens both, both races. Um, but honestly, guys, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think California is is probably one of the strictest states right now 
with what they're you know shutting down and why they're shutting it down. We, I have a good, I have a good customer that is the uh, surgeon, uh, chief of surgery at Lodi Memorial, which is a big hospital here in Lodi, and um, they have a they have a COVID you know floor that has a hundred and fifty eight or eighty eight beds. I can't remember what he said, and uh, throughout the beginning of this thing to about a week ago, you know, I, we talk and I'm like, so how's, you know, how's the, you know, how's the increase? How's it going? And he goes, and eh, we got one or two people in the, in the floor, right? Just pretty empty. Well, I called them on Monday. I'm like, you know, here there's big rise, but I'm looking at worldometer.com and trying to figure out where this rise is at, what part of California. He goes, great. We have 108 COVID patients right now. Wow. Okay. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of different opinions and everything else on this whole, you know, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. And, you know, I, I had to wear a mask in my previous trade, you know, auto body and paint. And, you know, they, they talk about this N95 mask being the cat's meow, right? But if you really, if you really think about it, you know, I, and I had the mindset too, well, if you're wearing your mask, I'm okay too, you know, and you're okay for me because you're wearing a mask. And, and my approach on that is, is, you know, whether I'm, you know, going in to get service done or whatever else. I just ask the other people and it's like, Hey, you know, what, what, what makes you comfortable? I have a mask on my desk. I have a mask in my car. I mean, you know, and you know, 90% of us like, you know, do whatever you want to do. It's okay. But there's that 10% that is like pretty sensitive to it, I guess you want to say. And uh, so if you start reading, you know, what these masks, you know, the, the N95 mask is the most successful mask of blocking things from yourself, but you're not protecting anybody with it on. I mean, it's direct exit of air and spit and whatever, because it's got a valve to exit, exit, you know, exhale. Right. And you start looking at that and thinking about it. And, you know, one of my nurse friends, she was like, well, I have to wear an N95 and the next one, which is, you know, the nursing mask. And it, you know, it wasn't really making sense to me why she was doing it, but now I, I get it, you know, um, it's the only way to protect everybody. Yeah, that's it. And that's uh, it. it just screwed up. And I think that, you know, we just had one of the biggest, nicest um, restaurants. They just closed yesterday, 18 year old company um, closed. And they have a, you know, it's the big corner downtown Lodi is a super nice place. And, you know, went there many, many times for special occasions at a nice bar. And I'm just like going, you know, that's going to, I mean, now that restaurants and stuff are closing in, that's, that's a reality right now. It is. It's, it's, it's the change, right? It's, it's, we call it talk about how fluid it is. Things are changing. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to we're we're in lockdown mode. You know, our front doors aren't open, you know, we're doing what we can, you know, racing, Um, and what we can over the phone uh my wife molly she's got really bad asthma um and you know so obviously she's you know critical for catching it and hurting her so we you know we we be we're very very careful about everything we do and and uh i just you know i pray for everybody because i don't i don't think everybody's gonna come out of this thing unscathed yeah i really hope that we don't see anything hit uh, into our into our community like we said at the start right the great thing about racing is we're able to social distance at the track and, and yeah. you know, all these podcasts we've been doing, we've been reiterating to people when you are there, take it super seriously. Let's take it to the next level. Let's make sure that you got the masks on, whatever it may be, social distance at the track. If, if we take care of each other, I think we'll get through it fine. 
Very interesting you say that. So when we were at Willow Springs, um, it, you know, that was kind of first race back, right? Besides a couple of test days. And I, and I made it very clear to everybody. I mean, my, my stance on the COVID-19 deal is, is that, you know, unfortunately, uh, it's kind of like Russian roulette. I mean, you're going to have to catch it and deal with it for the two weeks in order to be safe from it in the future. I mean, there's nothing that's going to, you know, you can get a flu shot right now, but you can still get the flu. It's going to be the same deal when, when the COVID vaccine comes around. It's not the, co you know, correct all. It's, we hope that it does the right thing. And mm -hmm. I think that that's been my, that's been my st stand on it. And, and I'm careful, you know, when I go home, I wash my hands, I change my clothes and everything. So, there, you know, when we come back from races, I you know, just came back from Willow Springs and went to Phoenix for a week and did that. And, and it's interesting, you know, we go to Phoenix, we go to, you know, go to restaurants and whatnot. And, you know, the servers are wearing a mask, the patrons aren't. So you're in a, you know, you're, you're in a cesspool basically of what's going on. But it's the same thing here. You know, it's like, and I, it's the same thing to be honest with you with my team. I mean, like I tell everybody, it's like, look, I mean, don't wear a mask for me. I mean, if I'm going to catch it, I'm going to catch it. And, you know, hopefully you don't have it. And that's just the way I, I approach it. Um, some people say I'm a fucking idiot. I, you know, I, I just think it's reality and that's okay. You know, we have to do what we individually have to do, but if you're afraid of it, I feel sorry for you because it's just, it's, it's, it's a serious situation that you're not going to get away from. Yeah. And again, like I said, let's just, let's hope that we can, uh, you guys get at least down there could reflatten the curve again in certain areas. I know some areas are good. Some are struggling. Let's get the thing reflattened and, and get back to work. Hopefully, twenty twenty one will be pressing the reset button. You won't. I mean, it's here for life. It's like it's like AIDS. I mean, it is what it is. You know, it, it got released. Unfortunately, I don't want to be a negative person about the deal, Rob. But at the end of the day, yeah, I, I'm just I'm also not adept on it enough to to, to discuss it. To, yeah, so, uh, well, you know, I think I think Canada is pretty serious about it because they're on the midst of closing the border down between Canada and America. Well, it's already closed down. I can come to the States, but you guys can't come up here. Okay, so when did that happen? Three months ago. March. Okay, yeah, it happened so, in March, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that. But yeah, just, we, keep, we keep knocking it down, yeah. Yeah, I just read an article on it. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, we have less than, I think, I want to say we had less than 300 cases in all of Canada less, awesome. each day, last couple of days. We've been actually, Ontario's been below 200 for the last week kind of a thing. So. Good. And that's, yeah. where we, that's where we were before we reopened. And I, you know, that, I, I think it's a reality that, unfortunately, when we get stirring, it's going to populate it again. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> Rip appears, but you know, if you plan on, I hope so, you're probably not going to be successful. That's true. It's uh, again, it's part of the reality of 2020. That's for sure. But listen, I'm glad that you're going to be able to get back to the racetrack. You guys are going to the SKUs of summer nats. That'll yep. be a couple of weeks. That's going to be a solid one as well. Let's we'll see going? what happens in Las Vegas, November. Are right? you going to, are you going to go into the Indy? Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there yeah. for Super Nationals. So now, once, you, once you come into the United States and you go back to home, do you have to quarantine for 14 days? I would have to, I would have to quarantine for two weeks, but I'm not planning on going back till uh, probably the end of October. Interesting. I have 11 straight weekends to do after the Battle of the Brickyard. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, we're lucky in America when we go state to state, we're not Yeah. We're not getting hammered like that. You know? True. That's true. And, and listen, it's, it's what I do for a living. I'm on the road all the time anyway, so this will just be – Again, with, with all the way the schedule is kind of jammed together with my IndyCar stuff, Road to Indy, and all my carding stuff, it's just going to be 11 straight weekends all the way from end of July to the end of October. That's so good. In America. 
in America. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's almost one of us, Greg. He's almost one of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, bud, I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, listen, if, if you, you mentioned you, you don't poach drivers and you've never have it. I love that about you. Yeah. If, if somebody's looking to do something different or, or somebody's looking to get into the, uh, maybe a regional racer wants to go national level racing, how do they contact Greg Bell? Uh, it's super simple. LeaningEdgeMotorsports.com. Uh, it's not a you know e-commerce site. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in fighting the fight in e-commerce world. Yeah. Um, I believe in you know offering a an amazing service, an amazing development program, and uh, we have all the parts on the trailer to go racing. So it's not a problem. Phone uh, number, website, uh, are there phone number and email both on the website? Uh, yeah, info at LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com, and then two zero nine three six nine zero nine two one. Press one to get to me. And uh, we'll soon have um, Mega Power website up and phone line coming into that too. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Greg, thank you very, very much, buddy. I appreciate it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you very much. Greg Bell, Leading Edge Motorsports again. Uh, first class Hall of Fame Supercarts USA, 23, 24 years in the business. And uh, you can hear the passion in his voice working with the young drivers. David, uh, You've been with me for what sixteen years now. I've known uh, I've known Greg essentially since I first started with uh, Shifter Car Dealer Magazine. He's just uh, obviously you don't throw the you don't throw the word legend around that much of the sport, but there's a guy that's been a stalwart for that many years. Greg's definitely one of them. Well, he's one of the more uh, memorable uh, personalities. Obviously, when I first met him back in the day, and and it's just and again, he's been in the sport that long. You know, there's there's tons of personalities like Greg or just uh, people who are so passionate about the sport you know he kept talking about gary carlton they kind of have like a similar personality to where they're so in-depth into into what they do and how successful they want to be at the sport so yeah <laughs> just just one of those personalities well he says he's a straight shooter right so him and gary went out a little bit and listen i've known greg for 27 years very good friend of mine we've had serious like hardcore arguments <laughs> about stuff as well like it's yeah I have, oh yeah I have my opinions. He has his opinions, and sometimes they just bang, which is good. At the end of the day, though, we're all going to have a drink and, and have some laughs, right? It's the mutual respect that allows that. Yeah. I think that's the key. All right, folks, we're done here. We had Greg Bell on Face to Face today here on the EKN Facebook page. Awesome to have him with us, and again, a, a big supporter of what we do here at eCardingNews.com. We don't have anybody lined up for next week yet. We're going to be doing a lot of traveling. Um, my grandma's 100th yeah. birthday is uh, next Tuesday, so I'll be out on Tuesday. Man, years she's old. seen a lot, hasn't she? A hundred years old. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So uh, we're kind of doing a COVID-19 party for her where people are just driving by the cottage. Uh, that's happening. Then I, I leave for Road America on Wednesday. And, dude, we're if, listen, shall I, we're only like three weeks away, four weeks away from Battle at the Brickyard. Yeah, Battle of the Brickyard. Yeah, you're not going to beat David Cole because you're too afraid to race me. But we'll get into that later. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, I love it. All yeah, right, guys. Well, I'll be hey, I'll be trackside uh, in yeah. two weeks as well Dude. too. So uh, first uh, EKN broadcast back trackside USPKS at Newcastle hey. Motorsports Park. It's about time. I've been paying you full pop this entire time. You haven't been going to the racetrack. You've been phoning it in for the last four months. I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes work, Rob. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, excellent job, Greg Bell. Thank you so much, folks. Great to join you here on Face to Face. Book it.